At the beginning of every new year, we all tend to have this desire for a fresh start. We commit to resolutions and look forward to new beginnings. But could this coming year, 2017, really represent the beginning of a whole new cycle, individually and planetarily? Celebrated numerologist Sharon Milstein certainly says so, particularly as she sees it according to the numbers. 2017 represents what is referred to as the one year, a crucial marker in a cycle that is said to set the pace for the coming nine years. Listen to what Sharon had to impart about what this particular one year has in store for us all. Well, here we are once again, knocking on the door of a new year. Can't believe it. Many of us are right in the midst of the holiday seasons, the season, I should say, where traditions are plenty. And, you know, I have to admit, uh, I'm one of those folks who loves partaking in holiday tradition. Well, for the past three years, we at Higher Journeys Radio have had our own little end of the year tradition of having my friend and celebrated numerologist Sharon Milstein on the show to share with us her insights on what the coming year has to offer. And I'm delighted to welcome her back here once again for what I know will be an exciting hour as we talk about what might be in store for us in 2017 and what is known as the one year. So Sharon, welcome back to our annual show. I am so pleased to be present on this planet Earth with you at this time. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and and the, the, the sentiment is reciprocated. I feel the same way. You know how I feel about you. Well, now, has, as also has been customary uh, for us, before we get into your numerological weigh-in on what you see happening, Sharon, in 2017, I do want to spend just a few minutes reviewing 2016. And some of the things you said last year about what you felt would be coming to pass. Uh, I want to see how you did. So first off, um, you call this year, we're still in, by the way, as we're recording this, the nine year. It is known as the nine year uh, in numerological uh, circumstances here. Uh, The number of power, you said, you you called the number nine year all-encompassing, all-encompassing and powerful. How would you sum up how this has been actualized for this particular nine year? Well, you know, uh, number nine uh, year had to do with um, the elements of fire, and we see it just not uh, literally, which there was tremendous fires and explosions in every in every different way. Um, but we had that also with the uh, the election, the you know mm. fires and explosions. Right. So the fires and explosions have happened all across the board on on many modalities really mm-hmm. and um i don't know how many fires and explosions there were in the literal sense but i know that we we did receive a huge amount that i couldn't even keep track of uh and they were you know house fire explosions from gas there were bombings there was cigarettes exploding there was you know Cell phones exploding, there were mm. bombs exploding, there were guns exploding, there were wildfires uh, that NBC and, and CBS News uh, talked about as being historical and apocalyptic. Wow. Apocaly- apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. <laughs> I was gonna so, be, that's a new yeah. word. <laughs> so uh, yeah. they have acknowledged, especially the Tennessee fire. So... Um, 
you know, this is, we're still, you know, this is uh, still 2016 at the very end. So it's out with the old and in with the new. Mm. Well, you know, I, I have a comment about that. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to save for a little later in the show. But okay. th- there's something else that I could not ignore. Of course, I, what I like to do is, uh, Sharon, is listen to our, our previous year show for my own sort of uh, edification and, and really just kind of understanding the, you know, juxtaposing, of course, what you had uh, mentioned you felt would be happening and what actually did play out. And I did come up with a couple of very almost like the, the, the hairs on the back of my arm sort of stood up, (laughs) particularly when you said that this particular nine year may be a time where countries break up or cut ties. Just look what happened with Brexit. You nailed it on that, wouldn't you say? Yes, I I did. And um, (laughs) I'm always as surprised as anybody else, you know, getting this information. But, you know, that's just the beginning of the downfall of currency and uh, people, uh, states or countries breaking ties. Uh, I even see that within the USA as well. Uh, you know, states being as independent possibly, uh, you know, as possible as they can. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Brexit thing is big. And the money thing is going to be changing everywhere. Where We're really going to uh, have a whole new idea of finances um and you know they didn't you know they didn't particularly lead in this big um exit uh, you know um i think it was uh greece a couple of years back remember mm-hmm. how they were having uh they were at the end of the brink of of financial you know destruction really in a sense and I think that they sort of saved themselves at the end. And a few years ago, the United States also was trying to uh, save uh, face and save financial um, uh, situations here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like everybody's put a little Band-Aid on things. Mm-hmm. But, but this Brexit is the beginning and it's funny, it's come at the end of this 2016, kind of, but it's the beginning of a whole new idea in how people are going to circulate uh, finances, and um, and the actual money itself is going to change, and that's really mm-hmm. big, really, well, really big. That, I'm so glad you brought that up, because, you know, Sharon, a lot of people, particularly in alternative circles, have talked about this sort of restructuring of global financial systems and, of course, this impending collapse that would make 2008, uh, you know, would uh, look pale in comparison to what some suggest is on the horizon. So this might be a great time to segue into what you see from a numerological perspective. Um, we're heading into the one year. Um, and I want, of course, for you to, to explain for those that may not be familiar with where that's coming from, what that is. But I, I immediately want to get into a comparison of years. I'm going to kind of jump the fence a little bit here and say, you know, I recall in one of our talks, you were comparing, I think it was last year, the nine year, um, and then the previous nine year, which was 2007, and you were kind of juxtaposing uh, those 
two nine-year periods and some of the things that were similar. And, you know, as I was thinking about that going forward here, we're about to go into a one year. The last one year we had was 2008, which with so much emphasis on the economy because of the so-called 2008 financial crisis, the recession, the hardship. Ha! So there's a lot there, but so I I definitely want you to comment on that. But before we do, I again for the audience that may not be familiar with when we say the nine year or the one year, etc., give our audience a quick review as to where that's coming from. What? How is this? We know how it's calculated. At least most of us do. But a little bit more on that. We're going into a one well, year. Yeah. Well, numerology is the science and vibrations of numbers and. Of course, we have numbers from 1 through 9, and uh, our compound numbers are broken down to single digits so that we can get the essence of the vibration. And so 2017, if you just add those particular numbers up, 2017, it's a 1. Mm-hmm. So we're ending right now this 9-year, and like I said, out with the old, in with the new, and boy, oh boy, All I could say is that number one is the beginning of a whole new nine-year cycle. It's almost as if you are in front of a canvas, a blank canvas. Whatever you put down with your brush or an author with a blank book, you know, whatever letters he starts putting down, words, is going to come to fruition and flavor the whole nine-year cycle cycle. And this number one year has to do with new beginnings. It has to do with creating new ideas, instituting new plans, forging ahead. It's like the navigator. It's the leader. It's the first number in which all the other numbers follow. Mm-hmm. And and so one is like a rebirth, a renaissance in a sense. We've been working our way up to this point from this last nine-year cycle, and things have been building. And, and so we can see um, that now we need to sort of dampen the fires, the fires, all these different kind of political, emotional, literal fires that have taken place this year, explosions, fires, into uh, a cooling effect, I'll say, because number one has to do with water. We're Mm. back to water again. Okay. One of the most important resources we have for human life. Okay. So it has to do with... And now here's the thing. We're at the very end. This is December, uh, at the end of December here. And so um, we have have about, you know, a week or so left. And we want to end up really putting the bows on the packages and sending them off because if you're starting anew with that blank canvas in front of you, you don't want to have all that stuff still on the canvas from last time because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to make a clear, uh, you know, painting. That's a great analogy. And I remember you had referenced that before. In fact, in our last talk, because I think we had even included a little bit of talk about, you know, approaching this, this very uh, an, an integral one year. 
And I, you know, it's occurred to me, uh, Sharon, as I pondered that there still seems to be so much that is yet to um, wind down. And I know that the nine year traditionally means a winding down of one cycle and a ramping up of a new. But I have to tell you, my sense is that we're still right smack in the middle of a in many cases, a big mess that needs more, more maybe more time to, to wind down or some finality that I just don't necessarily, me personally, don't necessarily sense. But in addition to that, I guess my question would be, you know, you're speaking not only about um, sort of the macro, the global uh, winding down um, in terms of trends, but in individuals' lives, you know, think of the the people that have got so many things that are still on the fence or or stagnant or in the middle of just complete challenge. How would you suggest that the individual start that process to wind down, or what what could they do that would symbolize that to end something, complete something? Well, it has to do with mindfulness, and so. The presidential election is is over, the campaign, that is. And we need to, you know, a dose of the mindfulness to the practice of focusing, you know, on awareness and on the present, what is happening now, not the past stories, not the future scary scenarios. Stay in the now, the only place we could take action. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what you're saying is that in a person really taking this moment, this time to mm-hmm. uh, to to be present, and we've heard obviously many references to that, particularly in, in sort of new age or metaphysical circles, that presence of mind literally is all that really matters, that there's power in that perhaps, and that that in and of itself would help to wind down what someone may be actually in the midst of going through. Yes, Ram Dass, be here now. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you. this is all we have, is right now. And with all the combustion and all the fires, our own personal as well as global, you know, we we need to just try the ripple effect, like you called the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And, and so in a personal sense, the mindfulness to to try to have to sh- to shut off that outside combustion sometimes you know i heard i heard your your radio show with dan rather mm-hmm. and you know he said a few things that i really related to and one is you know the fortitude to go on and the courage that it takes and to have the faith because everything is happening so fast like in nanoseconds, as he, he mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so right now, it's, it's almost, a, you can get dizzy. It, it, people are not, um, their equilibrium has is, is been shifted. And there's, there's, there's a, you know, we must get more centered and grounded because we, we're, we're living the past and we're afraid of the future. And we we can change everything because a thought is a thing, you see. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we all are in our own global worlds. You know, you're a globe, I'm a globe. You have your truth, I have my truth. And sometimes, you know, the there there's a connection, um, a vibration, like a laser beam, as I mentioned before, that we can connect our two worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that and that certainly is comforting, 
but there are times where, where people need space from the news, from their friends, from their family, and you come back anew. Mm-hmm. And so I, it is a time right now to uh, detach from those scary scenarios and to have a moment to take more time. You did speak to about that with Dan Rather to just shut things off. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm planning on doing that soon yeah. because in a way it's just over and over saturation of the same kind of information. Interesting. So so what I hear you saying, I think, uh, Sharon, is that now more than ever, uh, particularly because we're kind of, you know, if you want to call it a demarcation point between one nine-year cycle and the start of a new one, sort of that, I, I, I have this, again, this picture in my head of this little wisp of air, this little gap in time as we ramp up for the one year that it is imperative because we're starting a new cycle that we really just kind of seize time and just kind of just just stay in the stillness and um, just divorce ourselves from what has happened as well as, and it's ironic that you're saying this because we're here to discuss uh, what you see happening. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, for, why, that's why I'm going to take a break after this. <laughs> <laughs> so forgive us, yeah. audience. I hope we're not coming across a hypocritical here because we are going to be talking about what you see happening in this coming one year. And I, I, right. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I have, would imagine it's going to be a doozy as well. So. So all the more reason to 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 really um, leverage our ability to be in silence and uh, let go of past as well as future, particularly after you hear what she's got to say. Well, you know, before we get too far away from um, we had made reference to uh, Brexit and the economy and the shift in how currency is used and and measured. uh, I do want to reference again the fact that the last one year we had was that infamous 2008 recession. In comparing these years, these one years, where do you, let's elaborate a little bit. Where do you think this economy is going to go in this one year? Are we going to see some acute transition or is it just the beginning of a long process? How, how do you see that going into 2017? Well, look, I think all of the above, you know, there there is no one point of anything. Everything is sort of breathing and, and, uh, and moving in all kinds of different directions, which gives us an opportunity and a chance to, to be more conscious, to, be a good humanitarian. Uh, this Brexit thing, um, where the uh, you know uh, Britain, you know, uh, decided to leave the European Union. Um, you know, if we if we look back at 2008, which was our last uh, number one year, we had a new black president. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have a new, very untraditional president in a different way. <laughs> and you see what I mean? So there yeah. are, it, it sparks up newness. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm answering your question, uh, basically, about, uh, you know, we see an ending. It is a nine year still right now in December here, 2016. Mm-hmm. And it makes total sense that people, states or countries are leaving the so-called norm standard 
matrix of how they ruled and ran their their lives to mm-hmm. to exit. You know, it's a, it's a we're still in the exit time for the next you know week or more, um, and so again, it has to do with that blank the blank pages that you're going to write your book on, mm-hmm. and uh, it has to do with complete new standards, complete new way. And we have a elected president, Donald Trump, that is a different mold. He's come from a whole different mold, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what does that all mean? Well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> God only knows. I, if, you you know, ask, I, yeah. if you ask me, Sharon, what... This number one year for 2017, what does it uh, correlate or how is it defined? And I'll just say Donald Trump because he is all ego and egocentric. And this is the year of ego as well. It's a number of creation, the beginning. It's, you know, the spirit of life, really. And it's the genesis, the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's a new a new world order. Oh boy, there's that word. Oh boy is right. New world yeah. order. And oh. again, you know, us humans have this wonderful being facetious, wonderful quirky habit of, you know, thinking uh either looking at something as either all bad or all good. I don't know. I think it's all in there at this point, you know, the, the oh, good, yeah. the bad and the ugly and the blissful and the hideous and the it's all sort of there, you know, waiting to play itself out, but um well, what the, the the initial question that I had asked is specifically pertaining to economy and economies of scale, I guess you could say, and how that's going to change. But I do want to come back to this new brand of presidency that I, I think we're on the doorstep of, um, not in a, you know, again, in a bad way, but just from how you see it. But, but let's go back to the economy again. Do, do you, where do you feel we're going to, how it's, how is that going to be expressed? Are we going to see some acute transition in our economy and even global economy in yes. this one year? A hundred percent. We are getting ready and it's been understood by the, the people who are running the show, so to speak. We, little by little, it has to do with changing the way we do business, changing the actual physical money, and it has to do with more control. And so I hate to say it, but, you know, there's going to be like Fed coins coming up after a while, and there's going to be a lot more control. There's a lot more people in the world than ever before, and now we just elected a president who is, uh, you know, totally into being in control and running things the way he wants and coming out of a very different mold, being very uh, accomplished and boasting about all of his accomplishments. And so he wants to be proud again. So he's going to open up way new doors of new, uh, just new ways of of running the show. Uh, (laughs) And part of it is the financial. I mean... He's got his businesses in different countries, and it is a conflict of interest. And he is still going to be making some money on the side, even though he says he's not taking money from the from the position of president. Oh, sure. 
Mm. And so now and then with his children and all this other stuff, he is number one. Wow. He's the leader. The way you're saying that, I'm getting the sense, Sharon, that you may be speaking of more than just the U.S. quote-unquote leader, but beyond. Am I reading well, that right? Well, this man would love to be the president of the world. <laughs> you know, there's oh. nothing where he's going to stop, you know. Mm. Uh, he, sa- he says he's going to stop... Uh, He's going to stop his businesses because that's not as important to him as as the country that he loves. But, you know, uh, this man could never get enough uh, acknowledgement, never get enough accomplishments. Uh, He's going to be there changing things, and money is part of it. Mm -hmm. This Brexit thing is just the beginning of money changing. The, the way money is and how money's going to be controlled by the people in control. Um, so 2017 is new money, new president, new way, new everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, the thing is that because there's going to be some friction in certain ways, um, we see that the power of the people is big and that there's, you know, it's gained momentum in a way uh, of our own power. And so that this causes friction on the power of the people, like in Standing Rock, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's North Dakota with the pipelines and such. I mean, even our own vets, I think they were retired vets, were in the front line. And so it has to do with people taking their power back. And I understand that there are still some little groups here and there that have to do with taking the presidency out of where it's come and put it back into the popular vote of Hillary Clinton, Uh, almost three million more votes. You believe that was accurate? Do you believe that was actually accurate, Sharon? Look, that, that, look, let me mm, say this. Yes. We were all shocked. I don't care if we were professional news people. I don't care if we were professional political people. I don't care if you were a psychic. This was an underhanded rigged, as he spoke about uh, Trump. <laughs> the whole thing is this electoral vote, which I, I am predicting will not go away. Even though there are the white Republican men that are running the show, and this is used as a as a boys' club thing, so they saw that Hillary was getting all the popular votes, so the boys' club got together and decided to change it with the electoral votes. I don't even know why we're voting anymore. Could you tell me why we? I never understood that for many many years. Right. Well, there are certainly there's certainly a lot of people that have questions about the legitimacy of our voting system. I'm well, not going to get into. Well, that's not going to go away. Yeah, and there are these small groups that are trying to address things. I don't know how far they're going to get with everything being Republican right now. I just know that the Republicans didn't even want this man to be presidency, but then they they engaged and they embraced mm-hmm. because of the, their 
party was the main thing and you know and money it's all about greed and money so you know I don't know. I live in a very simple way, as simple as I can live. And I just think that, you know, for a while there, we were all stars. Everybody wanted to be a movie star. And social media was a stage. And now we even see Kim Kardashian, you know, quieting herself down and not being out there on social media anymore because it really took its toll. And I've been in a mind where... Keep your stuff quiet, live on the land, take care of your animals, cook good food, read good healing books, learn to raise your conscious level, and perhaps it'll ripple off to the next. I mm. mean, you, you, there is a time where we have to just, you know, pull back. We're not all movie stars. We, we have caused ourselves tremendous debt with credit cards trying to be who we weren't. We have mm -hmm. not been our true self. And so um, it's time to ch make change. And, you know, um, whether we want to hear it or not, uh, you know, there's, there's the great uh, power, be it, that is the architect and the designer of, of life, really. And so we would just hit with a curveball, many of us, uh, especially that Hillary got 3 million more votes. We've been hit with a curveball. But what does that do? It catapults us to do something different here. Mm -hmm. So perhaps we're, some of us are being catapulted to just sort of do what we can in our own microcosm of our life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not going uh, to get into any... Uh, particular what actually happened versus not. I'm going to try to maintain my middle ground as a, a quasi-objective journalist about who got how many votes, because I, I have to admit, I, I do have questions about, you know, what we're being told, uh, got who got more of this or that, right. what we're being told in general, uh, the yeah. legitimacy of the, what's coming out of the mainstream. Yeah. So I'm going to refrain on that. I think the audience yeah. can probably surmise where I stand there. But none, nonetheless, I do, in fact, think something that you yeah. I think you just made the point of, that there is some sort of a um, metaphysical and even metaphorical significance to what we're seeing play out now. Everyone wants to take a stab at how this happened, why it happened, what's really going on behind it. You know, none of us actually know unless we were part of it. But I do think, and I maintain, and I have talked about this. In fact, I did a show on this with Penny Pierce on the Trump factor and the possibility that this is sort of a metaphysical wake-up call. You know, you mentioned, you know, and I don't think there's anyone, whether you voted for him or not, that can deny that this man epitomizes ego at its core. And mm -hmm. there, I can't see anything value of value, at least on its face, about that, except for it to act as a mirror for all of us to look at that uh, either that aspect or that potential in all of us and bring it up as I, Penny Pierce and I talked about to be cleared. So there is perhaps some sort of a metaphysical implication here that's huge and a huge opportunity uh, that's less about the person and more about what I've called the archetype of Donald Trump um, that uh, that can be utilized uh, in a very, very um, uh, constructive way to 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 bring it up and purge it. <laughs> 
So uh, that yeah, I will well. say, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, let's do this because I again, I want to keep this focus on the numerological aspects of what we're heading into. I do right. know that you you told me offline, Sharon, that you had some numbers associated with both Trump and Clinton. And I know other people have taken a stab at this from that perspective, but I want to hear what you have to say. Um, how do the numbers if, I'm, if I, I think I heard you right, that you have associated with them, how does how does how will those numbers play for them in the future going into this one year? Right. Um, well, I'll say this, that um, let me just find my little notes here. Yeah, take your time. You know, um, first of all, just to just to look at Donald Trump's numbers and I'm really tired of hearing his name, actually. It's been going on for almost two years, mm. and we all thought it was a big joke, and it's come to fruition, and it's shocking. I think we've all been shocked. Mm. This man's personal vibration number, which has to do with the day that he's born, which was on the 14th of June, 1946, has to do with the number five which means he needs constant change and variety. That's why he has all kinds of businesses. He has his name on water. He has his name on wine. He has his name on buildings. It's, in, you know, it's, it's everywhere. He needs a lot of different change or else he gets very bored. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he actually looks outside of himself to be entertained as opposed to changing who he is in a spiritual level. And his life path number, which is his whole date of birth broken down to a single digit to get the essence, you can call it a life path or you can call it destiny number, it's a four. And four is a very big work number. And it has to do with paying attention to details, keeping everything in order. It has to do with intellect, because he is crazy like a fox, okay? Mm -hmm. And it has to do with building foundations for the future. And this is what he's done almost all his life. It's almost like nominal realism that we learn in psychiatry. We learn this because what the parents tell the child from the time and how they treat the child, of course, is how the child becomes is becomes part of the child's reality. And so when his father handed him, whether, whether it was one or four million dollars, you know, when he was a young man, he, he had a sense of entitlement, and he also, the entitlement was just even more pronounced because it, it actually said, you, you can do what you want, now you have the means. You know, it, it sort of entitled, gave him entitlement and boosted up his ego even more. Mm-hmm. And so 2017, uh, we see actually as, uh, as a year of, let me just look here, we, we see it as a year of a number three for Donald Trump. And the thing is that when he started running his campaign, which was in 2015, I believe, June, that was his number one year. Interesting. And so think about that. A number one year, which is new beginnings, you know, creating new ideas, instituting new plans, the blank canvas. And that's when he went into 
his uh, his campaign, and uh, and now in 2017, it's going to be a three year for him, which has to do with networking and being very sociable. He's already got his cabinet together, or uh, pretty much. We're all billionaires who are very far from how people live uh, in their thinking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of interesting because we're going to have people who are out of touch. And, and you know, they're not going to be there long because Donald Trump, you're fired. Remember that, his, his mm. TV show. Uh, so the thing is that um, he's going to have a place where where things are not going to be run the way he wants it because he's, he's hired a cabinet of very strong people who also ha uh, feel uh, like they can do what they want. And actually, Donald Trump's life's challenges, you know, when we come in, when our, when our uh, soul chooses to come in, we have a set of challenges that we have to deal with in our whole life. And on paper, it looks like an upside-down pyramid. And so if you, if you kind of visualize an upside-down pyramid, you will see uh, numbers inside, three numbers inside the pyramid. So on the left corner is the number one, on the, which is uh, number one, his minor challenge. Uh, number three is another minor challenge, and I'll go into that in a minute. But the main thing is that two, which is in the apex of the pyramid, and two will be two being a dual number representing, uh, and because it's in the challenge form as opposed to it being, you know, a number that is sort of a gift. Okay, mm -hmm. this is in the challenge form. The two, and two is a dual number. If you put up two fingers right now, it's it's a dual number, and it represents. Uh, you know, partnerships, associations, cooperation, uh, you know, relationships, and his is in a challenge. His is the major challenge in the apex of the pyramid. So Donald Trump started campaigning in a number one year. He's going into a number three year. And then, of course, there are pinnacles within that. And I want to explain, I don't want anybody to be confused, but a pinnacle if you take 2017, which is his number three year, which is networking and social and all that, um, and you break it down into three months, you have you have uh, three months uh, for the first uh, pinnacle, which is from January to the end of March, and we see that that has to do with adjustment, of course, and family. So that is where he's figuring things out. Then the second pinnacle of the year for Donald Trump from April to the end of June has to do with money, power, authority, and energy. That's where he starts gets pumped up. He's getting more pumped up. But then when we look at July to the end of September, that's a number five. Uh, by the way, the second pinnacle was a number eight from April to the end of June. Very powerful number, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the number of karma, actually. So... Uh, this July through the end of September is a number five, and that's no permanence. It has to do with movement, change, uh, mm. change of people in his cabinet. It has to do with travel, and it's a little rocky because it's no permanence. 
And if we, we remember what I said a little while ago, that his personal vibration number, which is one of the major numbers he has, is... A number five. Okay. I want to to stop you real quick just so our audience in for for my sake as well. Tell me again this period where you see movement and and no permanence. Yes. It's the third pinnacle of the year, which is from July to the end of September. Okay. I I want us to make mental note of that. So we obviously we want to keep our eyes on... on, um, what's what's kind of happening and see how that's played out that's very interesting i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt continue no that's okay but we see that the cabinet is going to be changing his cabinet how about him <laughs> meaning i mean let's be frank there there there's so many different uh people are weighing in from so many different perspectives including psychic perspectives and intuitive perspectives and there are people that feel that he won't be permanent some well there's, i have no been... opinion but you know yeah you know, I try to stay as, you know, um, as positive in certain uh, discussions as I possibly can. Sure. But but he has really fired people up, people that are in opposition. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to complete his pregnant, his presidency. Um and, yes, and I don't to say I, pregnancy. I wonder if that was a Freudian I was slip. Say, yeah, pregnancy, <laughs> presidency. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's gestation. Even pregnancy is gestation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So that came out uh, probably because it was supposed to come out. Yeah. But um, you know, the funny thing uh, I want to just say to you because we are our history and and names. Are broken letters and names are broken down into vi- into vibrations into numbers, so numbers vibrate and words vibrate, and names people's names you know vibrate mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. it precedes them actually, and I found this really interesting um, research in the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. and it had to do with talking about. Um, the high, the old high German, which the, his name would be spelled T R U M P A, Trumpa. Mm-hmm. And we also see the um, etymology of Trump in the Middle English, which is T R O M P E. And so uh, Patrick Fry from the Inquisitor talked about when he was talking about the predictions of Nostradamus, uh, who actually claimed that there were going to be three antichrists, and some people think he's one, I don't know. But um, it, this name denotes fabrication, devise, deceive, and cheat. I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. It is. And again, you know, it's always a stretch. I mean, so many of us, mo- most of which have not met and never will, this individual or others that we, we tend to, to have consumer consciousness. <laughs> but um, so we obviously want to be careful. But it is, there's some interesting elements that come up, I think, you know, with, with, with all of these sort of figures. So, um, you know, okay. uh, the good news is that, and there, there always has to be good news because it's the mixed bag, you know. Mm-hmm. The good news is that this man wants to be proud of himself, and he wants people to be proud of him, right? He wants to boast, and he wants to achieve. 
And so in that, in that light, um, he has a need to improve things. And I know that, again, we all have our own truth, and what he thinks he's improving may not feel that way with other people. But we do see that he has accomplishments in making money, and, you know, without really speaking about how he made the money. And so I think that, um, that you know, perhaps things might be changing uh, in a positive, and hopefully it's for the people in need as well as the people who are on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's hope so. Yeah, the Let's one thing so. I want to get back to just for a minute uh, is I was telling you about the pinnacles, and I only got to the third pinnacle of the year, mm-hmm. but we're talking about 2017 for Trump and what he's going to dish out or do. And so I just wanted to mention that the last pinnacle of the year, from October to the end of December, it has to do with him building foundations and organizing. And we could see a flow there. So the beginning is his adjustment in the family. Then it goes to him puffing out and being powerful and authoritative and having energy. And then we see that he's not crazy about these uppity uh, cabinet members, uh, so he gets rid of some of them. You're fired. And then we see the end of the year where he is trying to organize and pay de- pay attention to details and there, there won't be any stone that's unco- that's not uncovered by him. Mm-hmm. But you know, he do he does have some challenges ahead of him, not just for his life's challenges, but we all all of us have challenges and gifts for each year. And his challenge, in a way, has to do with work. Now, isn't that interesting? Because his number four, which is his life path number, his whole date of birth broken down to a single digit, which is a very strong number in that position for anybody, the life path number, we see that his challenge is work, (laughs) Hmm. especially for the first half a year. It's going to be really hard for him. I know that he seems confident and bullish, but he's running scared right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been I talked feel. about. Yeah, that's actually been talked about. In fact, I recall not oh. any specific um, uh-huh. reports, but I, I do recall shortly after the election was decided um, and that first meeting that he had with, with Obama and a lot of, you know, sort of armchair <laughs> uh, uh, critics, if you will, were, were looking, you know, doing sort of facial recognition and looking at kind of seeing, you know, the sense of fear in his eyes and uh, not surprising. (laughs) He got his first briefing, I suppose, but but nonetheless, yeah, I I do think a lot of that is, could be a veneer that there's a, there's typically when, as far as I'm concerned, when you see someone that's so overtly egotistical, it's, it's typically a mask for the immeasurable insecurity that they are just determined not to show. So, or fear. Um, I don't know if that's the case with him, but I think that does happen well, uh, quite a bit. Well, that's, yeah, that's the vibe I get, you yeah. know. Uh, okay. Well, that, but, yeah. But, yeah, but one more thing um, uh, about the challenges of 2017 for him. So the first half a year is work. It's the number four, and that's from January to June, the first, the end of June. But then the second half of the year and his major challenge is associations, partnerships, uh, 
and relationships. Mm-hmm. Isn't that e- interesting? Mm-hmm. Interesting indeed. Because it goes along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there are going to be a lot of interesting elements to what we're in for uh, the ushering in of, of this new of this new presidency. Okay, that's enough of him. I want to go to my audience because I wanted I want you to give them a little treat, let's just say, or a little something for them that, as individual. Because I mean, a lot of what we talk about, and I think this is important and it has bearing on our own lives, is more on a, on a global front. But what I really want to spend the remaining oh. 10 or so minutes talking about, if we can, Sharon, is how this number one year might impact the individual. For instance, let me give you a for instance. Now, I know that not everyone knows their life number, and I suppose it's pretty easy to figure out. People can do their own math. But let's just say, maybe we'll have you explain how that works, but let's just say you're somebody um, that is, let's say that your life number is a one. Okay, and you're going into a one year, and this would Boy, work for any year. How does that correlate? <laughs> <laughs> you are so amazing that you brought this up. Oh boy, what did uh, I because, do? <laughs> no, because when I was doing all my numbers as I do, I kept thinking I have to tell people. That are go that you know the universal year 2017 is number one. Okay, we got that. But individually, mm-hmm. if people are born on the first, or on the tenth, or on the nineteenth, or on the twenty eighth, that would be their personal vibration number. Would be a one. That's me. The twenty eighth. Okay, now, as you go higher in these numbers of the day that you were born on, the 1st, the 10th, the 19th, the 28th, you are then then, um, a number one, Alexis, of the highest octave. So it's even stronger of what I'm going to say, okay? Mm -hmm. If people want to know their life path number... All they have to do, well, it is a formula, and well, I'll tell you what the formula is, because like you said, if it ends up coming up to one, this will be specific for them as well, right? Because mm-hmm. we have these two main numbers that are really influence and flavor our life. So if you take, any, if you take your, your month that you were born on, the day that you were born on, and add it to the year that you were born on, and most people make mistakes if they were born in the 1900s, you can't leave out one nine. You can't just take the last two numbers, you okay. see. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. So if you take every single number of your date of birth and add it together, you'll get a compound number. Mm-hmm. And if you keep breaking that down and you end up with a number one, and some people will end up with different numbers, but right now we're on the conversation of number one, then you will be even, you will be moving along with this universal power because you will be within your harmony. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this, this number one has to do with new beginnings, like I said, but it's a rebirth. It is a true rebirth in every single way. Um, so uh, people are, in that number one, they come in with confidence and to learn confidence. This is why the soul chose to come in if, in fact, it's number one. 
they come in to have individuality, mm-hmm. which in a way it has to do with innovation. It's the first one out, right? It's the pioneer. It's the person that came here to not just have confidence, but to learn confidence. Mm. That is one of the main things that you're here. Uh, it has to do with, when I say innovation, it has to do with being the seer, outside of the box, seeing something new that would work better. It is like the pioneer stepping on on new ground. It's the adventure, you know. It has to do with the adventure and forging ahead and new plans. And these people with number one are going to be getting a different kind of vibration mm-hmm. where they're going to have new opportunities presented to the to themselves. Okay, I want to stop you right and, there because you're, okay. let's, let's slow it down just a little bit because I want our audience to really benefit yes. from all the wisdom that, that you're giving us right now. First, let's make sure we understand you are yes. right now talking about people whose life path number is one in this case or destiny number okay so let's 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 do the life path number again that would be let's see i'm going to reiterate it and tell me if i'm right that would be the tell me yours if you added all yours up well we know what ours is don't worry about mine i want this to be for the audience and and mine is not a one year i want people to add up their month the 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 number of their the month the day and the full year. So if yes. it's nineteen, if you were born in the nineteen hundreds, you're going to add that one nine. If you were born in yes. the two thousands, you're going to add that as well. So it's every yes. single number until you come down to a single digit. And if it yes. happens to be one, you yes. are entering into a very very special time. Let's just sum that up. Now I want to leave that very quickly because we only have a few minutes left. Oh, the okay. next the, boy, that went fast. <laughs> it sure did. And I wish yeah. we could go over, but we can't. So the next okay. category would be those that have a what you called it a uh, personal vibration number the day that they were born or only the day only the day so it would just be yes is that that's what you had so that's the one that if you were born on the first the 10th the 19th or the 28th that all come down to the compound number of one yes and give us another a, a, a quick summation of what how that will how the one year will impact those of us that have that well uh it's, again, it has to do with confidence, individuality, independence, mm-hmm. very much more independent because they're going to be running alongside of the universal one year. They're going to have more action, more forging ahead, more ambition, you mm-hmm. see. And it's, it's their renaissance as well. It's all new beginnings, okay. creating new ideas, instituting new plans, leadership, you know, uh, new ideas, innovation. Okay. Okay. But but may, but the thing that I don't want to uh, miss is that number one has to do with excessive or depleted water. Water is the big thing for for the year. For everybody, will be affected. Could be floods. Could be droughts. We're seeing problems with water in Flint. Uh, was it Flint, Oregon? Was it mm-hmm. Flint? We saw it in Texas not long ago from some kind of chemical. We see it in New Mexico here in a place called Cuesta. They've had no water. So we can see an overabundance of water, and people who have the number one have to pay attention to the water as well. How so? How would they have to pay attention to the water? Well, I think that if you have a well that you might want to get and make sure you still have water in it. Um, I think that um, 
water, which is the essence of life, has to be appreciated with a conscious level of not wasting the water. Um, it also has to do with flooding and, 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 you know, that which produces the mudslides and all this. So we have to be careful that our, that our foundations are uh, of good structure. Mm-hmm. Do you get the sense, Sharon, that it will be, and again, I don't want this to be a leading question, but that it will, it will be leaning toward a, a depletion of water or, or an overabundance of water? It will be both. both. It will be extremes. both. Yes, yes. It could be tsunamis, which causes other situations, uh, and it could also be, and I see it very clearly, not just the industrialization of food, which is really coming to the forefront now in a conscious way, but water. So um, water, water and food, that's where we have to go, water and food. You know what I got? You know what, what? just flashed in my mind? The, stor- the storing of water, a yes. surplus of water that we will need. Yes. yes, I have water in bottles, and I have water in my storage room. Hmm. that I would probably not want to drink in plastic, but, you know, for things, I have, uh, you know, a lot of that. And, um, you know, from the beginning of of my adult life, I think, and, and maybe not that far back, I just, and I've said this before on the air, I just think it's time to conserve. Mm-hmm. And it's a time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we don't know... Um, only God knows. We don't really know how this New Year is going to throw us off center. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of, you know, people trying to do us harm, terrorists and such, we really, and I, I've had this other kind of fear for a while. I don't know if I mentioned it ever, but for the last few years, For the last few years, it has to do with our grid and our resources, Mm -hmm. with with, uh, terrorism hitting us in a a different way. So I say prepare and forge ahead in this new idea of conservation. Well, that's ending on a sobering note, but I think it can be somewhat empowering as well. You know, I want to, it can be, because, and this is why we have you on, Sharon, so you can sort of enlighten from your perspective and have people not just prepare physically, but prepare energetically. And and this is the one thing I'm going to go a a minute or so over because I want to get this in as well. And I want really for this to be for the audience to be able to get something out of for themselves. How might, in in a, a very short period, if you can, how might one leverage the energy of a given year? Leverage meaning, I don't know, and perhaps this is too loaded, loaded of a question to, to answer in a short period of time. But again, you started, we started out the show talking about the fact that there is a vibration that's associated with numbers, which means there's a frequency for each one. It has its own energy signature. And I know that you've kind of talked about this all throughout but i mean if one were to tap the the energy of that one in this particular case whomever it may be you know how might one do that hold the number in their hand visualize it that sort of thing could we how can visualize if you put up one finger again it is the beginning it is the genesis it is the number in which all the other numbers follow it is the leader it is the creator. So you can put up one finger 
and say to yourself, I'm going to create a whole new lifestyle because what I did mention to you is that number one stands for a whole new lifestyle than you've ever had before. If that's what you want. Whether it's, excuse me? If that's what you want. If that's if what that's you want. If that's what you want and <laughs> also if you're constant. See, one in a way is very refreshing. I don't want people to take the bad with them and the scary stuff ahead of them. I want them to know that number one is very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's a new chapter. It's a new book. It's a new way. And people find their way within the matrix of a global energy. Mm-hmm. We find our new way. To me, it's exciting. Sure. Because, so, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned in, in 1999, I was kind of excited for the Y2K to come and didn't come. I bought a wood stove that I could cook on. Right, I could you talked on, about I could do. So <laughs> I was so excited to get away from everybody being a star, you know, to real life, the mm-hmm. dirt, growing the food and saving the water and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it didn't come now, but it's coming. Mm, And so it's very refreshing to feel resourceful because that's also number one, an individual, meaning individual is where you're you're doing something different than the way other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. Put up that one finger. You are a very important creative being that finds their way creating on a different level than you've known before. Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm going to stop you on that note because we're over time. This is great. Oh, boy. An audience, I hope you, you're getting some good stuff out of this. And, and I, I want you to continue on this path. And let's, let's end with this. Sharon, how can these people that I know are going to be interested in learning more, how can they find you? Well, they can go uh, online, uh, info at Sharon Milstein with two L's, mm-hmm. M-I-L-L-S-T-E-I-N.com. Or my website, which is SharonMilstein.com. But the emails, I think, would be really good. Info at SharonMilstein.com. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. And you get to everybody, but right? Everyone will I get will, an answer. I from- will get to everybody, and I will thank everybody for inquiries. And I would love to be able to help them personally with readings. That's what I do. And I really help people heal. Uh, anything that's blocked in their life and it works you it sure really do works. and i can attest to that she's a lovely lovely woman and somebody who just really is uh, a teacher and student i would say of classroom earth which you yes, affectionately but- call it so sharon milstein as always this is this is our four year by the way it's our four year because oh, yes. it's the fourth time you've been on the show to talk about what so many anticipate uh, uh, hearing from you. And f- on behalf of all of us, uh, our audience, as well as those of us, uh, all of us at Higher Journeys Radio, we thank you so, so much. So have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Have a blessed new year. And we look forward to checking in with you once again. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How exciting it was to hear Sharon give insight on how each of us can utilize the energy of this coming one year and how using mindfulness at this critical juncture can help us reestablish equilibrium as we prepare for this next nine-year cycle. The significance of numbers have always fascinated me. The idea that we can choose to learn the language of numbers and how they relate to our own life is equally exciting. 
I hope you enjoyed our annual forecast by the numbers with Sharon Milstein. I also encourage you to check out our previous numerology shows with Sharon by visiting higherjourneys.com and see for yourself how the numbers really stacked up for the years 2014, 15, and 16. Thank you for giving Higher Journeys Radio your support throughout 2016. Happy New Year, everyone. From all of us at Higher Journeys and Conscious Life News, I'm Alexis Brooks, and I'll talk to you next year.